We didn't invent great sound. We perfected it. We are controlling transmission. WLTK DB. Let's talk. Alternative Talk Radio. WLTKDB.com. Well, they seek answers to the questions that have crossed all of our minds. What happens to us when we die? Is there an afterlife? I'm a regular guy who discovered the gift of psychic mediumship in my 30s. My passion for history and the unknown have put me right here, right now. My mantra for anything paranormal is, we don't know much and anything is possible. Join me as we find our way through the stories, evidence, and experiences of the paranormal and beyond in search of answers, even if that leads to more questions. Are you with me? Greetings, everybody out there. Welcome to another episode of the Paranormal Heat Show. I'm your host, Pete Orbea. We're here on WLTKDB.com. Let's talk radio. Jump on the website if you're listening there and uh, get on the chat board there and you can ask questions throughout the show. We're also streaming on the Let's Talk Radio Facebook page. If you go to Facebook and you're listening right now, just type in Let's Talk Radio in the search panel and you'll find the page. Uh, I encourage people to leave comments on the live stream as well on Facebook and on the station. So uh, feel free to ask questions at any time and or just a comment on what we're talking about. And I think I've got a fun show, a thought-provoking show, hopefully tonight. Um, we're going to be talking about the Akashic Records and just about it, how it ties in with everything. and some steps that uh, you can do to try and access the records yourself. So um, hopefully it'll be a fun show and thought provoking at the very least. So we want to get you thinking out there. Um, but I think this is episode 17. Thanks for the support so far and everybody who listens each week. And if you uh, <clears throat> are catching this um, after the fact, the uh, station has a great archive of all the shows, so you can just go to WLTKDB.com and check out the archive, and you can download it, or you can catch the show on pretty much wherever you um, get your favorite podcast. So Google, Amazon, Apple, wherever you get that stuff, um, you can find the show. But uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening and following. Really appreciate it. So <clears throat> what I want to talk about tonight, um, well, I should also mention, um, next week I've got psychic medium Teresa Carroll coming on. Super excited to have her on as a guest. Um, I've known her for a number of years through the conferences, and she's an amazing speaker and instructor. She's an author, and she does a lot of stuff um, in the realm of psychic work and helping people. So really excited to have her on next Tuesday. Um, the week after that, I'm going to have paranormal investigator and researcher June Nixon. She's also on the Mystic Moon Cafe radio on Wednesday nights. So excited to have her on. She has been all over the world. She's been to 
all the places that I want to go <laughs> from a paranormal perspective. So uh, really looking forward to have her on and hear some of her experiences and stories should be really interesting and a lot of fun. Uh, we always have fun uh, chatting with each other. And then uh, coming up also in May, I've got um, paranormal investigator and researcher and author Ross Allison coming on. Super stoked to have him. Uh, he runs Spooked in Seattle. So if you've ever been by Spooked in Seattle or heard about the tours in Seattle, uh, Ross is, uh, he founded that. So I'm uh, really excited to have Ross on the show as well. And there's going to be even more great guests coming on as well. So we've got some good shows lined up for you for the next few weeks. And so it should be a lot of fun. And that's what it's all about, learning stuff and having fun, right? So, um, well, tonight with the Kashik Records, and one of the things I wanted to talk about it is it's such a fascinating, you know, concept, thing, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's really fascinating. Um, you know, it covers, encompasses, you know, the psychic work, uh, the realm of that and metaphysics and also religion and so it's just a fascinating subject and one that's um unique to each person who has had been lucky to be able to experience the akashic records and who can access it on a consistent basis so it's just a fascinating thing and it's something that um you know, I am, to be honest, I'm not real great with it. I think I've done it a couple of times, uh, maybe more in my dreams, who knows. Uh, but it's something that I work on when I can, um, trying to access the Akashic Records and how does it work? How, how do you access it? So I thought it'd be fun to talk about it from a perspective that where, you know, I'm not a pro at it. And something that, that I try and work on. And hopefully after tonight, everybody listening out there will try as well. Um, so what are the Akashic Records? You know, if, you've, if you know about them, you comment, I know, say something. Um, you know, it's, it's basically like a concept in many different ways, depending on the culture and uh, religion and, and different factors in those societies, but it's basically in essence, it's believed to be a repository of every thought, word, deed, feeling of every li living being, not just people, but every living being good, bad, or otherwise. And it can be the past, present, and even the future. So, I mean, it's, it's all encompassing. Um, those familiar with the records report, there is no judgment or implied penalty in the records. So, uh, for being bad, you're not like, if you're a bad person, you're not stricken from the Akashic records. Um, you're, you're in there because it's simply a record of each soul's journey through the quote unquote infinite, right? So what a big concept to think about. It's, it's every living being soul's experience um reincarnation plays into it as well um you can get into human evolution uh with it and but how amazing is that is it real um you know that's probably the biggest question is it real well 
what do I say in the intro to the show? That we don't know much and anything's possible, right? So now it does have, a, there's a little bit of history to it. Um, from one, it's, it's considered an ancient wisdom, um, you know, an all-knowing wisdom of experience, intelligence, um, whatever you want to take from it. Um, but one of the earliest references to the records in modern times was made by Helena Blavatsky. And she's the founder of the um, Theosophical Movement in the late 1800s, I think around 1875 or so. Um, Theosophy is an esoteric belief system that incorporates philosophical tenets from Eastern religions while maintaining that there is no religion higher than truth. Um, Blavatsky claimed that she learned the records from Tibetan monks who said the records could be found in the Akasha or Akasa, which is a Sanskrit word for astral light or the ether, that fifth element, right? The fifth element of ether. Um, you know, it's considered to be a fundamental fabric of reality, which all other elements emerge. It's the source of material reality. So it's basically the ether records, um, the atmospheric records. Um, the Eastern idea of karma is a major facet of the Akashic records. So karma, reincarnation, and kind of originating in the East. Um, the masters of ancient wisdom, as Blavatsky referred to them, taught her clairvoyance, uh, psychic, psychic abilities, and astral projection. Um, she used these tools to channel information from the Akashic records and built a large following of theosophists, say that 10 times fast, including some famous ones like you won't believe, Elvis, <laughs> uh, Thomas Edison, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, Lewis Carroll, Jack London, and Jane Goodall. Um, I was really excited to find that Elvis uh, was involved with that. I think that's pretty cool. Um, so, and I've, so I've done some research on this just as I'm trying to learn about it myself. Um, how many out there listening um, have done research on the Akashic Records or that you've tried to do some work yourself or you're currently doing that or maybe you're someone who's got it figured out and you're able to access it? Go ahead and comment. Um, you know, where are you at and kind of, you know, are you searching for the Akashic Records? Are you searching for access? Uh, maybe you don't care, uh, whatever, <laughs> go ahead and comment kind of where you're at with that. Um, but the metaphysician Rudolf Steiner also refer referenced the Akashic Records, asserting that every action, word, and thought leaves a trace in the etheric realms. So anything we do, we put out there, our energy we put out there, our thoughts, where does it go? You know, does it, is it just gone? Um, and if so, how do we know for sure that it's just gone, right? Um, and contemporary physicist Urban Laszlo uh, explores concept of the acacia from the perspective of science, concluding that the acacia contains templates for human ideals such as harmony and equanimity. This is reflected in his acacia paradigm, which he relates to human evolutionary processes. So maybe the records change through human evolution and as we develop and evolve through that old thing called time. Um, so those who subscribe to the Keshek record models, you know, from uh, various people, 
They often reference the book of life first mentioned in the Old Testament, Exodus. Uh, biblical, biblical scripture asserts that a record of every life is kept in heaven, and it is from these records that souls are judged. So that's kind of where the, you know, one of the religious parts ties into it. Um, explorations of the Akashic field were also a major focus of the writings and work of Edward Edgar Casey. Um, Casey's Akashic studies posted, excuse me, posited that there was a storehouse of information in a non-physical plane of existence, which maintains a record of every soul's past, present, and future. Casey's readings are some of the best known. Look him up, Edgar Casey, and read you know, both sides of his, his story and what he did, um, as a, as a psychic and a channeler and a medium. Um, a lot of people thought that he, you know, was a hoaxer and he did readings for famous people of that time. And, um, some of the claims against him is that his readings were way off and I know how that feels, (laughs) but, uh, his readings are definitely some of the best um insights with the Akashic records. So give him a look up. Um, so there's kind of there's different ways I think you can approach accessing the Akashic records and it's really unique for everybody. So anything I say um here is just you know kind of um my thoughts where I'm coming from including some of the research I've done and these tools can be kind of implemented in different ways for each individual. So um, we're going to kind of go over six steps for accessing the Akashic records tonight and at least give you something to think about or try out if you haven't done it yet. Um, And so think of the Akashic records as like this cosmic computer system, right? And it's just storing everything. It's backing up every life, every being, okay? Uh, records every soul's thoughts and experiences on a vibrational level. So, you know, beings it's through a vibrational level, maybe you could use music um, to get you to a place where you can access the Akashic records. Um, that's one thing I'm going to be looking more into myself is using music and sound waves and stuff like that. Um, now, remember, you may not be able to access the records on your first try or even on like your 20th try. So <laughs> speaking from experience, <laughs> um, as with any tool used for your spiritual growth, it takes patience, consistent meditation or whatever meditation practice you use. So it takes a consistency. You got to want to try and do it on a consistent time frame. Uh, it takes a good deal of research. Talk to people who um, can access the Akashic records or some people you trust. Talk to people you trust. That's the main thing. Um, you know, just don't be discouraged if you don't find what you're looking for right away. Because I think, I know for me, this is a lot harder than connecting with spirit or spirits. Um, it's, it takes a lot more effort. At least that's been my experience. Anybody out there able to access the Akashic records, you know, how long did it take you to be able to do that in a consistent manner? So, but the, you know, the main thing is, is don't be discouraged. 
um, with a lot of my clients. I, you know, we'll talk about some meditation techniques or what what I was taught was hyper focus. And I, I like to approach it more from that standpoint. And it takes a lot of patience just to do that. Um, you know, how many people out there, you feel like your brain goes a million miles an hour, right? Meditation. What? I can't meditate. I have a, I have a hard time meditating because, you know, there's just so much information going on in, in our brains and, you know, we're bombarded with information all day long, every day. Um, so I find it hard to meditate, but however you can do it, it takes patience. So just remember that it takes a lot of, a lot of patience. Um, I'm trying to monitor the Facebook live stream here. If anybody's got any questions, I'll do my best to answer. <laughs> um, so now people who do access the Akashic records, they talk about, so people looking for, you know, it, things can come in so many different ways. Um, it could come from your spirit guides um, or angels, what looks like angels, um, behind the scenes players, those figures in your dreams that you're not quite sure about, right? They're behind the scenes. So you may experience that. You may experience meeting your spirit guides, um, which everybody has them, whether you think so or not. It's my belief that everybody has them. There's always somebody looking out for you. There's always a spirit guide. So, you know, it seems like this galactic library might be well-staffed, right? In uh, the times where I have gotten there, um, I do see other people or other beings and sometimes I have it. So, you know, it may vary. You may not see anybody. You may see a lot of people. Um, you know, one thing when I think I've been successful at it, at least getting there is imagining an environment, visualizing an environment and, it's like almost like a big hall, a big giant building, um, like a giant library is what I've kind of visualized before, right in the middle of a forest where you would not expect to see a building, like a jungle, really. Um, so there's lots of different ways you can get there. Um, some say that access, accessing the records is a type of channeling. Um, now I don't know if I do channeling or not, but I can definitely connect to things. So, uh, whether that's channeling, you know, I'm not sure that I'm in that realm. Maybe you are. Um, others say they receive information in dreams. That's probably a really common one that most people don't even think about. Um, cause if they just consider it just a, maybe a weird dream. Um, do you receive information in dreams? You know, how many out there you feel like you get your information in dreams? Uh, a few weeks ago, I had um, psychic medium and author Karen Frazier on, and she does a lot of dream interpretation. And, you know, if you f feel like you get information in dreams, try and jot it down um, or, or a couple of words or something that's going to trigger you to remember what was in your dream. Because I have a sense that 
most people do access the Akashic records in their dreams. They just don't realize it. Um, if you've had a dream where you just felt profoundly like you were smarter than you've ever been, maybe you were accessing the Akashic records. Um, so, oh, we've got a question here. Let's see here. Boris, thanks for listening. Uh, his question is, what exactly do you mean when you talk about spirit guides? Who or what are those spirits? Greetings from Germany. Well, thank you for listening and following. We are going to actually take a station break here. And Boris, I'll get to your question when we come back. But we've got a special treat in this station break. Uh, we're going to be playing a little bit of music tonight from my band, Steady Rock Cosmonaut. And so coming up first, we've got a song called Afterlife. We're here on Let's Talk Radio, WLTKDB.com. When we come back, we're going to answer Boris's question about spirit guides. We'll see you on the flip side. We are controlling transmission. WLTKDB. Let's talk.
WLTKDB.com. Be sure and follow the Facebook page at Let's Talk Radio on Facebook. And so you can get notified when the shows come on each week. There's a lot of great shows uh, all week on the station. So I encourage you to please check out some of the other shows. There's a lot of great stuff uh, each week. So definitely check it out. And you can always catch the archives on the station as well. So if you miss your favorite show, um, you can go back and listen to it as many times as you want to, and you can download it there. So, but welcome back. And I thought I'd add a little music into tonight's show. Um, so that's a song called Afterlife, uh, from my band Steady Rock Cosmonaut. So you can go to steadyrockcosmonaut.com, uh, or you can get the album The Sleeper Awakens wherever you get music. So it's out there everywhere. So hopefully you can check it out. That song's called Afterlife. We'll be playing another one here in a little while. So we're 26 past the hour here, uh, 8.26 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you're listening out on the East Coast or even like our friend Boris here in Germany, uh, thanks for being up. <laughs> you must be pretty, must be pretty uh, early in the morning there. So I appreciate that. We've got another comment here too. But Boris was asking before the break, and we're talking about the Akashic Records this evening along with some psychic development stuff too. So I, I was referencing spirit guides that when you're accessing the Akashic records, one of the ways you might experience it is by meeting guides, your spirit guides. They may not be yours, your spirit guides. They may just be guides. But uh, so Boris asked, what exactly do you mean when you talk about spirit guides, who or what are those spirits? And well, you know, think about this. Um, when you hear about, it's 5.27 in the morning in Germany. All right. Well, thanks for being up. Probably getting ready for work. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when you think about near-death experiences um, or you listen to interviews with hospice workers, uh, people in hospitals that deal with people getting ready to transition to the other side, they often talk about seeing family members, right? They'll see maybe their dog 
um, that they had as a kid, you know, but they report seeing people uh, before they transition and pass away. So those people are most likely your spirit guides or they're a part of your soul group. So if you think about your soul apart from your body, it's, you know, might be part of it maybe will be part of a group that maybe works together um, through time. And so spirit guides are those who basically look after you. Um, they don't give you the winning lottery ticket numbers, at least as far as I've tried. <laughs> um, but they tend to try and put you in situations to help you further your soul arc, your soul's journey. Are you trying to fix something from a past life? You know, they're going to try and, and guide you um, when you're at a crossroads. You know, what do I do here? I can go X, Y, Z. They may try and present clues or signs to you to go X or to go Z. Um, so they're there to basically guide you uh, along and you can connect with them. You can learn through who they are. A lot of times they come through in dreams. Um, you know, I would say you know, Boris out there, um, is there somebody that you randomly think about often um, who's passed? Somebody you know, maybe family or a friend. Do they just pop up in your thoughts when you're not expecting it? Um, chances are they could be a guide for you. You can also think of them as a guardian angel. Some of them tend to be more of a guarding type role. Some of them more in a guiding or mentor type role. Um, but, you know, you can think of them in many different ways. But if there's someone you can think of and anybody listening out there, who's passed on and you just, you randomly start thinking about them and, you know, you find yourself asking, wow, that's weird. Um, how come I just started thinking about that person? Chances are they could be a spirit guide and they may be trying to contact you and get your attention. Or as some of previous guests on the show here talk about the universal two by four upside the head. So, um, you know, they're there to help and they should be there to help. Um, if you ever get into the position where you can connect with them and meet them, you should always ask them, are they, what is their intent? Are they here for your best purpose? Right. You should, you should ask those sort of things, but generally to answer the question, they're spirits on the other side who help you and they're not always family. They can be friends. They can be somebody who was just close with your family. They can be someone that's totally not of this world. Um, they could be really anybody, but they're often those who you had some sort of connection with. Um, so that's, I hope that answers the question. We had another comment on the Facebook live stream um, from Molly. Thanks for listening, Molly. Um, it's my wonderful wife. And so this is in reference to the Akashic records. And so just wait. So in, th in theory with these, everything would be in these with, would everything be in these records. So when you are able to connect with someone's loved one that has passed on, is the information coming to you directly from them? How, I'm just going to go back up. 
No problem, Boris. Anytime. Um, so if you're able to connect with someone's loved one that has passed on, is the information coming to you directly from them? How are you able to tell the difference when you got the information from the records versus the spirit? And that's a great question. Um, and I don't know if I entirely know how to answer that because I think the times I've done it, it's been very brief. Um, and it's, I don't know that I've really accessed the records only like really seen them. Um, and these, you know, the times that there has been people around, um, nobody, I've, nobody really talked to me or seemed to know I was there. So I don't know really what that means, but I would imagine that if it's someone, if it's a spirit who is, you know, works with the Akashic record, then the information could be coming from the records through that person, or they just know it because they are on the other side and they ha can have all knowledge that they want to. So that's a, that's a tough question. And I don't know how you, I guess, based upon the information coming in and what you're asking, that might help you tell a difference, whether it's coming from a guide um, or the Akashic records directly. And it might be, you know, I guess if you're talking to a person and when, you know, when you're connecting with the Akashic records, I guess if you're talking with a person, um, that would be a great question to ask them, ask that guide. Um, and it certainly gives me some thoughts to, to try out. So thanks. That's great. Um, now I'm thinking about it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Um, so before the break, we were talking about, you know, do you receive your information in dreams? How does it come in? This might relate to this question too. Um, if you know you have psychic abilities and you use them, uh, you practice them and you use them. If you access the Akashic records, how you get that, is it the same as how other information comes in? Like if you're doing a reading for a person um, or maybe you're just intuitive and you just sense things or see things or hear things, um, do you think the Akashic record's going to, is that information going to come in the same way? So if you're clairvoyant, do you see the records? If you're clairaudient, do you hear the records being read? And in my short experiences, I think with it, with the Akashic record, um, it was more visual for me seeing everything. It was like a big never ending hall of full of, of books and books floating around everywhere. And so it was more visual for me um, as I do tend to have some clairvoyancy. So does maybe that's a way to tell a difference too, is, is how you're getting the information from the Akashic records. Does that match up with how you typically get your information? I hope that makes sense. Um, one might imagine opening a scroll of one's life. Maybe you pull a scroll off of, you know, pull Mahatma Gandhi's scroll and you can read his, his life. Um, you know, but those are, claiming to have accessed the records report any number of experiences. So again, like images of guides, um, temple environments. I've heard about 
that one from different people. It's more like a temple. Uh, auditory messages or instructions. And that to me would be make it easy for um, taking notes. Um, some report movies of past lives. So it looks like a movie, maybe like a home movie or, you know, however you perceive a movie. Um, you know, when you look through different accounts of the Akashic Record reports, it becomes obvious that everyone has an experience that is unique to them. Uh, oftentimes in readings that I do, I'll try and explain to clients what I'm seeing or feeling or hearing. And to me, it's a lot like movies, uh, replays of movies. Sometimes it's like 20 movies playing on top of each other. So, um, you know, I think that's how I need to pay attention. You know, if I see things as like a movie, generally when I'm using um, medium shipped uh, with a client or something, maybe that's what I need to look for. So um, that's how I get information. How do you get information? Um, some people are lucky and they can do it on their first try. Um, that's probably fairly rare. Um, others persist for weeks or months or years, you know, uh, before getting there and achieving um, quote unquote success. Um, you know, approaching it in the spirit of play, free of expectation, may be the best approach, as according to some people, um, which I would tend to agree with. Um, you know, when you try too hard at something, it makes it harder, right? Um, it makes it more difficult. So, you know, being free of the expectation of what you're going to find and just more of a, you just, a free feeling about it, that might work for you. Uh, others uh, say that persistence, repeated sessions, uh, consistent sessions over time can bring the best results. Um, there's just fundamental principles common to any of the methods, really. Um, I would say if you're someone who is clairaudient, you're very analytical, and you probably would be the type of person that's going to take consistent the consistent measured approach where you're going to be consistent, you know, to, from a time standpoint, and you're just going to chip away at it. Uh, someone who's more empath or sentient um, or claircognizant, you might be, you know, those are more fleeting type feelings and how you perceive stuff. So the free of expectation, you know, the, the old free spirit saying <laughs> that might work best for you. Um, so how can you access the Akashic records? So, you know, first you want to decide what you want to know. Um, figure that out before you, before you try it. Um, are you just, you know, browsing to see what comes up, you know, what you'll find? Um, define your intention. Um, you know, maybe you're thinking... I want to confirm that the Akashic records are real um, or I want to experience the realm of the Akashic records. And it's going to be different for everybody. I think you can find some common themes. If you were to look at all of the recorded experiences, you probably find some common things, but, you know, set, define your intention. Um, do you have a specific question? Um, try spending a little time clarifying that intention. Uh, maybe you write down your thoughts 
with the understanding that there is no wrong questions or intentions. Uh, you can ask what you like, uh, but you may not always get an answer. And that goes with anything, really, um, with you know psychic readings or investigations. Um, ask all you want. You may not always get the answer, or you may not get an answer that you like, but just be prepared for that. Um, you know, like much of psychic work or paranormal investigation, it's a really important piece of the puzzle to be clear of your intent intentions and expectations so try and figure that part out first why are you doing this figure out why you're doing this and really be um, consistent with that line of thinking so it's real important to set your intention of what you're looking for um, you know when you're when you're ready um, you want to clearly state your intention and request help ask for help if you know who your spirit guides are, um, ask them to help you. If you don't know who your spirit guides are, totally okay. <laughs> um, you know, maybe you can work on trying to, to learn who they are. Um, maybe it's talking with a psychic medium that you trust and they can help you kind of figure out who your spirit guides are. Um, you know, again, who do you, if you don't know who your spirit guides are, who do you think of randomly and often that's passed on? Try and kind of, you know, ask that person, ask when you're having those thoughts, ask that person, are you my spirit guide? And are you here for my best interest? Um, you know, not all of them may be there for your best interest. So it's good to ask that, um, you know, guided meditations. And what I mentioned before, hyper-focus practices can help you learn who your guides are. So, you know, I think that they could potentially be of great help if you're trying to access the Akashic records. And so you want to ask for their help, ask them whether you know them or not. Maybe you don't know who it is, but they're there and you you think that they're a spirit guide for you. Um, you want to use whatever meditation practice you prefer. You just, to prepare your physical self, you would just want to make sure that you are relaxed and you're open. Is that meditation for you? Um, give yourself time to let your energy settle and center. You um, want to ask to be allowed to access the records in regards to your question. So if you have a specific question, ask for access. And I know it sounds really common sense, right? Um, just ask, ask the question. You don't have to say it out loud. You can just put the thought out there because if the Akashic records are real, that thought will be captured, right? Um, you know, if once you've asked for access, you want to stay in an open, relaxed state, allowing information to enter your awareness to where you can, you feel like you're receiving some answers. Um, <clears throat> it could be visual, could be auditory, uh, or again, come in the form of a guide or maybe what you perceive as an angel. Um, you know, what meditation practices do you, you guys use, uh, everyone listening out there? Um, do you use sound? Do you use chanting? Um, what's your preferred method? And that's a good way to get into the zone 
not the auto zone, but the zone <laughs> to maybe be able to access these records. Um, here in a little bit, we're going to talk about hyperfocus and just some ways that I've learned um, to kind of get there. Um, and hopefully it'll help you out too. So, but if you've got an interesting meditation practice, um, go ahead and put it on the chat. Uh, WLTKDB.com, get on the chat function there. Or on the Facebook live feed, you can comment there with your preferred med meditation practice, whether it's unique or not. Um, so let's say you're there. You are standing at whatever this place looks like to you, however it's coming in for you. Is it a big giant library? Is it a temple? Is it a, an organic structure that's just been made over time by collapsing trees? You know, whatever this place might be, let's say you get there and you connect with another being, ask their name. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going back to, you know, just asking questions. Put it out there. If you see a person and they seem to be there for you, what's ask their name if you don't know who they are. Um, clarify what you're looking for in the records. You know, you want to be purposeful. You can approach it really freely, but you want to be purposeful. Um, you know, ask them if they're here to help you and, and if their intention is for your highest and best self. So ask questions. And if you're just learning to connect with your spirit guides, ask as many questions as you can when you do, when you, because, you know, in my experience, you, you, you can feel them, you feel them. Um, and they may feel different from other spirits, um, you know, but I think you can feel them. It's going to be a strong vibrational type feeling. For me, it's right through solar plexus, right in the middle, you know, the top of the stomach there. Um, and they just, they feel different than other spirits. Um, you know, so just the point is, is to ask questions. If you think you're there, are you a spirit guide? Am I making this up? You know, whatever the question might be, don't be afraid to ask it. Um, now when you think you're accessing the Acacia records and let's say you're seeing things or, and you're able to see books or scrolls or however it's perceived to you. Um, whatever you can do to try and take notes during that time is really helpful because, uh, you know, if you're in a relaxed state, maybe you can still write or you just say things out loud and have an audio recorder going. Uh, I've talked about in prior shows taking audio logs of notes. So maybe when you sit down to try and do this each time, record yourself and say out loud what you're seeing, what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. This, try and describe people who are there. Uh, and your audio recorder will catch all that for you so that when you're done, you can at least have something to reference because you probably won't remember everything after you access the records. You may not remember every detail. Um, I know that a lot of times during readings, um, for me, when someone comes back for another reading, you know, I've forgotten. I don't remember at all really what came through before. Um, 
and maybe that's a form of channeling, but, um, you know, I know some psychics that they'll do readings and they do channel and they just don't remember anything that just happened. Um, so if there's any possible way you can take notes, the easy thing to do might be to have an audio, a digital audio recorder and just say out loud what you're feeling, what you're seeing, what you're thinking, you know, everything you can, the more context, the better, right? Same with investigations. Um, so try and take your notes as you're doing all this stuff, uh, getting the information. Is there something you can jot down or say that's going to re- make you remember what you saw or heard or experienced? Uh, and when you're ready and you're ready to end your session, um, you know, which in my experience, I've never been at a point where I'm like, okay, uh, I've spent enough time here. I'm done. I'm going to go back. It's, or I just end up losing focus and, uh, coming right back to where I am in reality. Um, you know, so it's, if you're lucky enough to be able to say, Oh, I'm going to end my session, take your time <laughs> again. And you're trying to record the experience. Um, you know, think about it afterwards. So post a post session, you know, and you're going to review your notes or listen to your audio. Did you feel in fact that you got access? If not, it's okay. Um, You know, again, it takes more than one 20, you know, whatever attempts to try and tune into it. Um, Even if you believe nothing happened, write down any impressions or thoughts. So whether it just like in a paranormal investigation, whether, you know, it's a sound that you know is not paranormal, you say it. Or if sound is paranormal, you say it. So um, even if you didn't feel like you got anything, still try and, and take some sort of notes. Because um, you might notice a pattern after you review. Let's say you've tried 20 times to do this and you just can't get there. Well, you might see a, a pattern in your notes and you might be able to identify that and, and fix that and help you get through. Um, remember, um, you know, I'm always harping on taking notes, so just try and do your best. (laughs) Um, you know, a lot of the readings I do for clients don't make sense at the time, um, which if you have an experience with the Akashic records, it might not make any sense to you, but hopefully you've taken some notes. Um, so a lot of times, you know, my clients will leave probably thinking, wow, that was weird. Um, the guy didn't really know anything. Um, but then later on, because of the notes, they've been able to find the information and validate those things that that came up in the reading that didn't make sense at the time. So just try and take your notes and take your time, take your time. You got to learn to walk before you can run. So, you know, learning who your spirit guides are or being able to connect with the other side um on a vibrational level an energy level somehow if you can recognize that that's a great place to start before you start going for the akashic record um and again you know it's not something that you know i'm not good at it and something that i'm working on so i thought it that's why i wanted to talk about it tonight it's 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 just uh it's a fascinating thing and i think we all have the ability to access the akashic record And I think it would probably improve 
so many people's lives if it was something that um you know was more mainstream more talked about more practiced i think um you know the world would probably be a better place it's just a uh, the records can be just a trove of information containing the most incredible wisdom and insight so it's all soul's experience past present and future you know can't get much more insight than that um if you're curious to learn why you are who you are how you got here or future possibilities um that you maybe you find yourself experiencing in this lifetime it can be an amazing resource um so check out um edgar casey's readings and um the theosophist um helena blavatsky excuse me as well as urban laszlo and that should give you a good foundation to start from uh, at least where you know those are the people doing kind of the pioneer work with stuff in the modern times um I don't know much about the in in ancient times what the knowledge was or the practice was, but that's more modern times, eighteen hundreds into the nineteen hundreds. Um, so it's a great place to start, and I would encourage you to check it out. It's something that I try and work on when I can, and um, I think through the journey of this show, we'll probably revisit this and um, might have some more insight. So um, you know some ways to start on how you get there again is going to be through, you know, meditation. The important thing is just to be relaxed and to, you know, be in that open state of mind, be open to things, uh, open to possibilities. What if be open to the, what ifs, um, you got to get rid of sureties, you know, uh, when you're trying to be in a relaxed, open state. Um, so some of the ways you can do that, I mentioned guided meditations and um, hyper-focus. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the hyper-focus and some ways that I do, what I do to kind of get in that state uh, to be able to connect with spirits. And guided meditations are great because you just have to sit there and listen and just follow what's being said. And what I've noticed in meditations, visualization is the key. It's not waiting for something to appear in your mind's eye. You know, when you close your eye, you're not waiting for something to appear. It's, you know, you're, you're there. You're just visualizing it. So you got to visualize and use your imagination. You should use your imagination um, to kind of help get in the zone. So guided meditations are, are great for that. And they're, I think, probably uh, an easy way for most people to get into the practice of meditating, being in the moment, which is what I talk about at the end of every show, uh, being in the moment in the now right now what's going on and that's also another good way to to set your mind up for a meditation is to be present be quote unquote present right um if you're like me who can't meditate i mentioned earlier our brains are going a million miles an hour i think 
the majority of people might say, oh, I can't meditate. I can't do that. Um, and that's, you're probably right. It's really hard for me. I've never really been able to do traditional um, meditation. Uh, but doing through work with um, friend and colleague, psychic medium, William Becker, um, and, you know, guidance with uh, psychic medium, Seth Michael, um, over the years, you know, they've shown me kind of a little different approach to it. And so hyper-focus, as far as I know it, is a different way to approach meditation. When you think about meditation, how many people out there think you're trying to push everything out of your mind? You're pushing everything out. You've got a snow shovel and you're trying to shove everything out of your mind to a blank room. That's pretty hard, right? Try that for a second while I'm talking here. Can you push everything out of your mind? Can you make your mind clear itself? So think about it this way. Go with it. Go with your brain going a million miles an hour. Is there something that you keep seeing in your visualization? Is it, um, you most of the time want to start with a place. Is there a place your, your brain keeps taking you to? Is it a beach? Is it a city block? Is it the forest? Um, is it in an airplane? You know, where is this place? You know, if you're just letting your thoughts go, and you start thinking of a place, no matter how weird it is to you, where is that? Well, even if it's weird, that might be your soul, your higher and better self telling you this is where you need to be to meet your guides, to get guidance, to access the Akashic Records, whatever it might be. You need to go to this place. And remember, visualization. You're still letting your brain go, right? It's thinking, da, 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 da. Um, you know, a million miles an hour, it's still going, but you're picking out things uh, and, and trying to focus on those. And again, the best place to start is by going to a place. Don't try and think of a person or um, a particular object. That can work as well but the good way to start doing this is by thinking about a place where is this place what, you know i may think of multiple places but is there a place my brain keeps taking me back to um you know why am i thinking about a you know a cityscape a city block in you know chicago or new york or wherever it is well maybe you need to go there visually in your mind so the best thing to do again is come up with a place my place is um the grand canyon area so like northern arizona red rock canyons that's where i always end up and so i learned early on in my journey that that's the place i need to go to start from um, and so that's where I, that's where I like to go. Um, we're going to take a top of the hour music break tonight, special music break. Uh, it's another song from Steady Rock Cosmonaut to keep your night going. 
and we're on Let's Talk Radio, WLTKDB on the Paranormal Pete Show. I'm your host, Peter Bay. We're going to take a music break now and listen to a song called Real Life by Steady Rock Cosmonaut, and we'll see you on the flip side. We didn't invent great sound. We perfected it. We are controlling transmission. WLTK DB. Let's talk. Alternative Talk Radio. WLTKDB.com.
Welcome back to the Paranormal Pete Show here in the second hour. And uh, we're on Let's Talk Radio, WLTKDB.com. And we're also on Facebook under Let's Talk Radio. I'm your host, Peter Orbea. And tonight we're talking about some really weird psychic stuff, right? Akashic Records. And before the break, uh, we were talking about hyperfocus and some ways that I use to kind of get in that state where you could access the Akashic Records or at the very least, maybe see who your guides are. Um, and the song we just played at the top of the hour is called Real Life. And it's uh, from my band, Steady Rock Cosmonaut. And you can go to steadyrockcosmonaut.com. And that's another track off our first album uh, called The Sleeper Awakens. So hopefully you check that out. Hopefully you dig the music. Um, oh, Boris uh, out in Germany commented again. He likes the music. Uh, I can imagine, imagine himself driving down the Autobahn on a warm summer evening, listening to the sound. Really cool. Thanks so much, Boris. That that means a lot. Really appreciate it. Um, glad you dig the music, and uh, hopefully you can go get the album. You can get it pretty much anywhere: Amazon, Apple, um, Google, uh, anywhere you get your music. Spotify, we're on there too. So check it out on Spotify. Give it a listen. Um, and did you know you can also uh let get let's talk radio in all those places too so you can get the archives of this show and the afterlife chronicles and the good shit show and uh uh schooled through spirit there's so many different shows check them out you can get them wherever you get your favorite podcast so hope you enjoyed the music though and uh um i just love playing <coughs> excuse me i just love playing music I've got a frog in my throat okay so we were talking about hyperfocus before the break. And <clears throat> the the thing is, is you want to let your mind go. You want to let it go. Don't try and clear everything out. Um, it, you know, and I will say if that process works for you, clearing things from your mind first, um, go with what worked for you. So, uh, you know, there's no right way to do this. I just want to suggest things. If you have a hard time meditating and maybe that's keeping you from starting your psychic journey or looking within yourself, introspection, um, trying to reach that higher plane, reach out and see what information you can get. If you're hesitating to do that because meditation seems intimidating, there's just other ways I think you can try and go about it. Um, you know, like in that song, I was saying, um, you know, if you stay at the red light, you're going to stay there forever. Don't wait for it to turn green. Just go. So hyper-focus might be a better way for you than meditation. So visualization, that's that's the key part. So good visualization. And, and your, your imagination is going to be in there. And that's a part of you. So, you know, you can use that. Um, but I've found that kind of the best thing you can do is to try and go to a place first. Try and visualize an environment first, a full environment, not just one piece of it, but a full environment. So if you were to try and imagine a place, where would that be? So as we kind of go through this, I encourage if you're listening out there to follow along and try it out. So, um, 
you know, and again, I'm no expert on meditation, but give it a, give it a try. So one thing, you know, you want to visualize an environment. Where does your brain want to keep taking you? Again, is it a beach? Is it um, a cityscape? Is it the jungle? Is it a room on the second floor of your house, <laughs> you know, or uh, wherever it might be, even if it seems odd to you that you keep visualizing this place, go with it. And so I had mentioned Red Rock Canyons. That's where I usually go first. That's where my starting point is. And I've just kind of figured that out over the years. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure exactly why other than I visited Arizona a lot as a kid and spent um, a good amount of time down there, even had some experiences down there. Um, and those in Arizona, you may know it, it, it just feels, you can feel the energy in those areas. It's, 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 uh, a, a, I guess a magical place is how I would put it. So that's where I usually start, you know, and, and it's kind of like thin, red canyons not like grand canyon size but thin you know think of like um western movies and they're going through you know these little canyons and stuff it's very similar to that red rocks for sure but so i go to this place well let's say you visualize an environment and let's go with these red rock canyons if you've never been to arizona and experienced it Maybe there's somewhere similar to a place you've been before, but so I go there and it's not just the place now, it's all the details about that place. Okay. So I'm not just going there and then I'm done. I'm, I'm in this place now. Now what? Now you're going to fill out that entire place with your visualization, all the details you can muster. Um, so for me, in the Red Rock Canyons, is it, can I tell if it's morning, noon, or night? Is it bright? Is it cloudy? What does it feel like? Is it hot? Is it cool? Right? I'm in the Red Rock Canyons. It's hot, right? Not all the time. Um, but how does it feel? Start looking around in your visualization. Can you spin around 360 degrees and see everything? What does this environment look like? Okay. Is, um, like for mine in the Red Rock Canyons, does it seem like a lot of dust in the air? Um, are there any birds flying around, you know, like a vulture or a crow or something? Um, what's around? Is there anything I can hear? Anything I can see? Anything I can feel. Maybe it's the rainy season, monsoon season. And do I, you know, it, does it look like it had rained recently? You know, when you look at the ground, um, sometimes all in my visualization, I kind of bend over and grab a handful of the, of the dirt. And just what does that feel like in my hand? Does it feel really hot? Does it feel cool? How does that feel in my hand? Now, most of us, have picked up a handful of dirt before, right? You know what it feels like. Draw on your memories of how things feel, how things look. Draw from your own experiences you've had in your life on what how things are. Hot, cold, what does it sound like? What does it smell like? What does it taste like if you see 
some food or something, you know, whatever's in your visualization, all these details draw from your own personal experience. And because that's going to just help get everything firing correctly. So, you know, once you've built this place, right, you're there, maybe you're walking and walking through this place, you're filling out all the details. So for me, oftentimes I hear a crow in the diff- in the distance. I'll look up. Do I see it? Is it flying? Is it perched on the top of a rock somewhere? You know, which way is it facing? How does its feathers look? Does it make any sounds when it flies? Are you getting the drift here that it's it's all the details? And then, so initially when I had my first psychic reading ever that kind of changed my life with psychic medium, Seth Michael, um, he had me describe my guides. He said, I should know who they are and I should describe them. And one of the things that I described was this Native American man and that he had a horse with him. And I was able to describe because I was just going with it and doing this visualization and trusting myself. I was able to describe what color the horse was and what kind of horse was it was. And it was a tan and white, like an Appaloosa uh, type horse. It had the spots on it and stuff. And Seth had taken notes previous to my reading starting and I described everything he had written down prior to starting the reading. And when we like very first sat down and that was quite, quite an experience realizing that, that I saw something that he could see as well um, from myself. And so there's in my place in this red rock Canyon place, I have this horse comes to meet me and maybe, um, you know, using animals in your visualization is really good because they make sounds that are familiar to you. They maybe, maybe the smells, hopefully it's a good one, (laughs) but they often play off of your own experience in your life and give you something to grasp onto. So this horse, and this is all visualization, right? When, and I hear this horse in the distance. I hear the hoof beats on the ground. Uh, and, and then I, you know, kind of visualize I hear them getting closer. And what does that sound like? What do the hoof beats sound like when they're running on, you know, across the ground? It seems to be getting closer. So I notice that they're getting louder. And then um, I may, and then the horse will come kind of out of a little canyon into my view and I can see the horse. What does the horse look like? Is he trotting? Is the horse running? Or is he just kind of um, walking, meandering on over? Uh, What does that sound like? So if they're kind of trotting over, what does that sound like? I also look to see, is there a lot of dust kicking up from the hoofs? Okay. If there's a lot of dust, it means it's really dry. So that tells me the environment is really dry that I'm in at that time. If there's not a lot of dust, that maybe it's wet. So then you can, I look around and see if the ground is is wet. Has it rained recently? Can I smell that? But I, I pay attention to all the details I can. And then when the horse approaches me, 
even more details. Again, what does the what does the horse's coloration look like? The details. What does it feel like? Now, for me, um, I grew up and uh, rode horses, and so I'm familiar with what they look like, what they feel like, what they smell like. Um, and so, when the horse approaches me, in my visualization, I run my hand down the horse's back just to say hello. Well, does the horse feel sweaty? Does that mean he's been running a lot? Um, you know, is it real dusty as I run my hand down the horse's back? Do I see dust particles puff up in the air? And can you see them glistening in the sunshine if, if, if there's sunshine? Um, what does the fur feel like? Dirty, clean, soft, rough. Um, you know, what does it feel like? Do I smell anything? Can I smell what the horse smells like? And I'm drawing from my own personal experience of what horses smell like and feel like and all that kind of stuff. And then sometimes I have an apple in my hand or I'll have a carrot. And, you know, even if, because I know I'm expecting the horse. So I, I visualize I have a piece of fruit or a vegetable, something to give to the horse. And what does that feel like? What does that apple feel like in my hand? Is it cold? Is it warm? Is it squishy? Is it a really crisp feeling apple? Um, you know, I visualize holding it up to my nose. What does it smell like? You know, what does that, what am I holding? What does that feel like? And then I'll let the horse have it. And what does that feel like? So I've fed horses many times, so I know what it feels like. So I draw off my own personal experience of what that feels like. I hear the horse chewing on this apple. What does that sound like? Okay. Drawing from my own personal experience. But you see, I, I'm focusing on all the details. It's not just a loose visualization. Once you get to a place, focus on everything you can. Build that environment that your brain is telling you to go to. Fill out all the details you can. You're putting yourself by doing that, you're putting yourself there. And it's before you know it, everything that's so distracting in your mind is gone. You've achieved what you would normally through uh, traditional meditation by going through this process. Now you're in the present. You're in this place. You've, I've got my horse, right? I look into his eye. What does his eye look like? I see his eyes blink. How fast are they blinking? You know, that, and then I, then I'm in the zone for, <laughs> I don't know. I, that's just a fun term to use for it in the zone. Okay. So what I did again is built an environment, filled it out with details and I have a horse. It might be totally different for someone else. In fact, it will probably be totally different for some, for anyone else. But you see, I've focused in on the details, which then made everything else go away. Now, let's say that you have created an environment, okay? Um, 
you've filled out some details. Um, now, if you want to meet your spirit guide, so that horse is one of my guides. Um, and things have changed over um, over the years. And I some other guides have kind of come into play. But um, for me, I feel that uh, one of my grand, one if not two of my grandfathers are guides for me and one of my grandmothers, one who I spent a lot of time with um, growing up. And uh, so I feel like they are there for me, but there's also more. There's this horse, um, the Native American man that was kind of in the beginning for me is not really there anymore. So they could change over time, but I feel like some new guides have come into play. And I will say new guides as in I'm just learning more about them, but they have been in my dreams since I was a kid. And I talked about this uh, a few episodes ago with author Karen Fraser on that episode, um, where these beings have been in my dreams since I was a kid, recurring dream. And so I have, I go to my red rock place with the horse first. And then I go to this other place, which is, kind of uh up in space and i'm sure uh my dad's probably shaking his head oh going to outer space huh <laughs> but uh so things can change while well, i have these other beings that i think are guides now the tricky part with them is they don't talk um they just look at me <laughs> but they i think they give me information without having to say anything and so now that's newer to me and those getting into this and trying to get into an open, relaxed state, and you're doing your visualizations and your hyper focus, uh, you'll find things things change over time. So don't be afraid if if things are changing or some things work to start, but then they don't necessarily work to continue on. But it, it's about learning how to meet your guides. Now let's go back to you've built an environment and you filled out details. And let's use, for example, you find yourself in a park, um, wherever this park may be. Maybe it's got a pond, maybe it's next to a lake uh, or a river, but you're in some sort of park, right? You've filled out the details. So let's go to this park. Uh, anybody listening out there, um, visualize some sort of park if you can. And, you know, might be a park you're familiar with. Um, that usually helps you with details, right? Or it could be a place you're not familiar with, but let's say you're visualizing a park and in this park, are you walking on a dirt path, a paved path or a gravel path, or maybe you're not walking on a path at all, or it's like a path that animals use. What, what is it? You're in this park and you're going to go for a walk, what kind of surface are you walking on? If you're working, if you're walking on a paved surface, um, you know, do you, what kind of shoes are you wearing? How does it feel? Does it seem like it's hot pavement or cool pavement? Is it wet or is it dry pavement? Um, look at those details. If you're on a dirt path, is it dry and dusty? 
Are there leaves and branches in the dirt path? Um, what is in there? Are there flowers, wildflowers growing in this dirt path? Is it muddy? You know, look at all those details. So let's say you're walking on a dirt path, okay? And you're, you've identified this path, you're in, in this park, and you know, let's say that it's a dry path that you're walking down, okay? So you can hear the dirt kind of rustling under your shoes as you walk. You're walking down this path. Now you start looking around, looking out a little bit farther. What do you see? Are there a lot of trees? Is there one tree? Is there groupings of trees? No trees? Is it, are you in kind of a desert type park? A waterfront, or the ocean park? What do you see? Do you see some trees? Well, let's say you're walking down this dirt path. You're hearing the dirt under your shoes. You're feeling it. It's a little uneven. And then as you look around, you see some uh, elm trees. And maybe you see some poplar trees. Are they close? Are they far away? What do you think? Let's say you see some trees that are closer to the path in a kind of a line, and then farther out, it's clear. There's a clearing, but then you see some trees off in the distance as well. What kind of trees are they? Let's say elm trees, okay? Not any correlation with Nightmare on Elm Street here, but you see some elm trees, okay? What do they look like? What do the leaves look like? Are they changing color? Does that tell you what season it is? What does the bark look like? How big is this tree or these trees? Okay. Do you hear any breeze going through the branches or the leaves? What do you think? Any, if you hear a breeze, what does that sound like to you? So you're continuing your walk along. Do you see any wildflowers growing around the trees on the sides of the paths? What do you see? Hopefully not garbage, right? <laughs> what do you see as you continuing down this path? Okay. Now you're kind of, now let's say you're walking past in your visualization, you're coming to kind of a clearing, an open field. There's tall grass. Do you hear a breeze blowing through that tall grass as you walk through it? Okay. Now we're doing this to, I'm trying to show you guys a way here that you can find your spirit guides. Okay. So you're coming to a clearing and it's tall grass. Maybe it's short, whatever your visualization does. What does the grass look like? Can you hear a breeze blowing through it? Okay. Now, if you're going to continue walking through this environment, walking down this path, maybe you'll see a park bench off in the distance, okay? So you're going to continue down this path. Are there more trees coming up that you're going to pass by on your way to this park bench? You can see it in the distance, okay? And as you walk, 
closer and closer to this park bench, you're still taking in all these details. By now, a lot of things should be cleared out of your mind. You should be in an open state and you're just continuing the visualization to kind of lock in being in an open state. So you get closer and closer to this bench, right? And I hope you're visualizing with me all of this stuff. As you're getting closer to this bench, what do you notice about the bench? Is it short? Does it have a back? Or is it just a plain bench? Uh, what, co what color is it? Is it fitted with, um, you know, metal at all? Is it all wood? Uh, is it a mix? What does this bench look like? Maybe it looks like a bench that you're familiar with um, in a park that you go to. Use your personal experience of a bench uh, that you're walking up to. What does it look like? Okay. Does it look dirty? Does it look clean? What color is it? Okay. And when you get close to the bench, you see that, you know, maybe there's some flowers growing around. What is around the bench? Is it wet? Is it dry? Well, in your visualization, we were walking on a dry dirt path. So the bench would be dry. And then you're going to take a seat on the bench. What does that feel like? Did it creak when you sat down? What does it feel like? Is it warm? Is it cold? Does it feel good? Or is it kind of a shock? Like, whoa, it's cold. What does that feel like? And then take a look around. Look at the whole environment around yourself. Okay. Visualize all the details. Where's the sun? Does that tell you what time of day it is? So, you know, is it hot, cold? Do you hear any birds? If you're in a park, chances are you're going to hear some birds. What kind of birds do you hear? What do they sound like? Use your personal experience in life with what birds sound like in a park. What do they sound like? Listen to that. Really listen to the breeze if there's a breeze. Now you're sitting at this bench. You're hoping to meet a spirit guide or somebody that can help you. Well, you just want to put it out there that I'd like to meet my spirit guides. If you are with me to help me to be a guide in my life, please come forward. Ask them to come forward. Maybe you only want one at a time. Ask one spirit guide to come forward, someone who can help you understand things. Okay? Put that thought out there. Again, this is, you're all in this visualization. Okay? Well, maybe you see a bright light off to your right-hand side. The path continues on, and there's more trees a little bit farther down, and, the, and it looks like the trail just continues on, right? You look over and you see this bright light on the trail, but a ways away. What color is that light? Is it shining like uh, what you would think a star shining looks like? What color is it? How bright? Is it really dim or is it really bright? Invite that light over. I'd like to know who you are. Invite that light over. 
And hopefully you'll see the light, visualize it moving closer to you. Maybe it's slowly, maybe it's pretty quick. Let it go at its own speed. That light's coming closer to you. Is it getting brighter as it gets closer to you or is it staying steady? Or is it getting dimmer as it gets close to you as an image or a figure is becoming more defined as it gets closer to you? Whatever that may be, to let the light come at its own speed. And as it gets closer, you probably recognize that it's a person. Maybe it's an animal, most likely a person. And you're going to invite that person to sit with you. Okay? However you would say that to somebody. Invite them to come sit next to you. Who is that? Who's that person that you visualize? Who was it? You probably didn't have to use your imagination. It's just a person you, you hopefully will know. You may not know them. Who is that person? If it's somebody you know, what do they look like? What did they like to wear? Are they wearing those sort of things? If you knew this person, like a, as a family member, you had a connection with them. If you knew this person, you know what their chances are you're going to know their voice, right? What does their voice sound like? Do they respond to you? What does their voice sound like? Do they laugh? Is there anything indicative of that person that you recognize as they were in life, as they are in your visualization? Do they have a very unique laugh? Do they laugh and, it, and it's that person's laugh? Remember and call on your own personal experience of what this person's voice sounds like. Invite them to sit next to you. Don't forget to ask them if they really are who they look like. What's their name? And you also don't want to forget to ask them, are you here to help me? And for my higher, highest and best self and my highest and best purpose, are you here to help me out? Again, who is that person that came? Okay, Listen to what they say if they have anything to say. If they don't say anything, can you tell what they're implying by not saying anything? Words without speaking. What do they say? What answer do they give you? Who is that person? Ask them for your help. If you're trying to access the Akashic Records, can they help you get there? Ask them to take you there. If you're not looking to access the Akashic Records and you just want to know why they're there, ask them why they're there. Hopefully they will give you an answer. And when you're done, if you feel like you're done speaking with this person or they may get up like they need to leave, it's okay. Let them go. You may just feel when it's time to let them go. But watch them get up and walk away from where you're at. This park bench, right? 
You've got all the details of your environment down. You know what this person looks like walking through that environment. Watch them as they walk farther away. And maybe they'll turn back into a light as they get farther down the path to where you can't see them anymore. And then what you're going to do is you're going to walk back to where you started from this dirt path in this park. Where did you start from? How far did you walk to get to this bench? Basically retrace your steps and walk back to where you started. And you're done, basically. Once you get back, you see all the trees that you walked by. Then you can come out of your visualization. And maybe you've taken notes with an audio recorder or try to jot things down. Or when you're done, jot everything down that you can before you forget it, right? Now, that was just an example of, and I hope some of you tried that, going to a park, walking through. That's the kind of stuff you want to think about when you're trying to meet your spirit guides or tap into your psychic abilities. Again, what I found works really well is to focus on an environment and then the details of that environment and then what else comes into that environment. If your intention is to meet your spirit guides, well, then you're going to want to visualize seeing somebody off in the distance. And then having them come closer and closer. But keep in mind all the details, okay? So this should hopefully help you get at least get you started with being able to visualize and kind of get in that relaxed open state that we talked about earlier to be able to access the Akashic Records or just to simply... Tune into yourself to try and get your own answers. Communicate with your spirit guides. Um, it's good to try it out. And as I mentioned before, um, do, don't overdo it. Don't try too hard. Just kind of to start, start out with. Be focused on details, but you can be more free with it. You know, you're just kind of testing it out. Don't overdo it. Like try for like five minutes at a time and then step away. Um, don't try and do it over and over and over for like an hour and it's not working for you. You're just going to burn yourself out. But um, just do little bits at a time. Like just maybe it's it's figuring out what your environment is. Maybe you take a couple weeks and just spend a few minutes, you know, uh, whenever's convenient every day, every other day, once a week, whatever it is, where does this, where does your brain keep taking you? Where is this environment? What is it? Figure out, you know, take baby steps with this, figure out your environment. And then once you got, you know, the environment that your brain keeps wanting to take you to, then focus on the details and then build on the details. And then if you're wanting to meet your spirit guides, find a place to sit and talk with somebody. So you're going to visualize all the details of a place to sit. It's a chair, or couch, maybe it's like a park bench like we just did. Uh, maybe it's a big boulder, you know, and you're going to sit on one part of it and then you, another person's going to sit on the other end of it. Whatever it might be, you're going to keep building off of that environment, Okay. And don't forget to draw off your own personal experiences in life with 
what things look like, what they feel like, what they smell like, what they taste like, whatever it is, use your own personal experience of, of all the details. And that really helps just kind of put you in the zone. Okay. Now we've got another question here. And from my lovely wife, Molly. Um, so her question in this, uh, I think it's probably with the Akashic Records, is do you think that all spirits know about the records? Or is it like how it is here on Earth? Some people know about certain things and others don't. And I'm going to say it's the latter for that one, that it's, it's like it is on Earth in, in this reality, in this life. Um, some people know more about certain things and some people don't. Some people, and I think it's similar on the other side. If you're a very driven person and you're all about research and you're super smart, um, you're analytical, when you want to learn about something, you learn about every facet of whatever that is, you'll probably be that way on the other side. So chances are you're probably going to be someone who will want to take on that knowledge and experience and wisdom and insight. Um, if you're, you know, maybe you don't know a lot of stuff um, or you, you're not big into research and all that kind of stuff, then maybe you'll be the same. Um, I think your, your personality, uh, your soul's personality uh, which is with you in physical life is also with you in the afterlife. And so I think it would be the latter on that one. Not all spirits know. I think they may know about it, but they don't know about the records or they're not accessing them regularly, but there's those who do. I think uh, at least from what I've seen with this big giant library, this place I've been able to get to, there are other beings sometimes, sometimes not, but that seem to be like they work there. So those would be the ones that know about the Akashic records to continue on with your question. If all spirits know about the records, do you think they have access? If they do know about the records and have access, then in theory, a person that is able to connect with people on their side could ask them for access. Maybe a person could ask more random spirits for directions until they find the way to the records. Um, I, yeah, I mean, let's see. Um, do you, if, uh, if all spirits know about the records, which I don't know that they all do, I could be totally wrong here, right? <laughs> um, I don't know if they all do. I don't think they all do. They may not all want to have access to that. Um, now if they do know about the records and have access, um, it's someone who's able to connect with spirits, a, a medium, um, could they ask them for access? Yes. I would say yes. Um, if, especially if it's, if it's a guide that, you know, if it's a spirit that, you know, um, I think that, yeah, that you could totally ask them for access could ask them to help you get in there because of XYZ. Maybe you're, if you're looking for something specific, you can ask them, do you know how to get me to this knowledge? I need to look, I need to look at this. 
I want to learn about, um, you know, some point in history. Okay. I want to know about ancient Egyptian times. Can you help me find this information? Yes, you should totally ask if you're greeted by somebody at the Akashic Records, or maybe you're not at the Akashic Records, ask, yeah, I totally think you can ask whoever you encounter if they could take you there or if they have the knowledge that they can give you. Maybe it's easy for them to give you the knowledge and you don't actually have to go to the quote-unquote Akashic Records. Um, you know, the last part was maybe a person could ask more random spirits for directions until they find the way to the records. Um, and I, yeah, I think you could ask random spirits. Um, and I like how she put that in quotes, <laughs> random spirits. They may not all be random, but, um, I think the first thing you probably want to ask is, are they there for your best interest? Uh, make sure it's it's someone who is willing to help for your best interest and not any sort of negative interest. Um, but you could find, yeah, you could totally ask for directions. I think you have to, um, which is why it's important to try and figure out a process of meditation or hyper-focus to encounter guides, um, to encounter your spirit guides, to encounter spirits and see them and inter, you know, interact with them, asking them questions. Um, so it's, it's important to kind of start with being able to put yourself in a place where you can access your spirit guides and then, yeah, start asking them for directions. Um, and if they, if they can help, um, but lots of great questions there. Thanks. Thanks for asking that Molly. It's definitely thought provoking. Um, I hope it is for everybody out there. I hope your your wheels are spinning. Um, you know, try and work on some ways. If if you want to access the Akashic Records or just um, do some psychic development, your own psychic development, being in the now, learning a way to get yourself in the in the zone um, is is a good first step. And we we told we went through hyper focus, and that's kind of how I do it. That's how I've learned and what works for me. Uh, and again, it's going to be different for everybody, but um, I hope you can take something from, you know, the visualization we did walking through a park up to a park bench and inviting somebody over, learning who that is, asking them questions. Try that out, but remember, try to just do you know, one step at a time and just kind of build. Um, and I, you should get some sort of feeling if it's working. Um, I tend to feel things, like I said, right in my solar plexus. That's where I tend to feel energy and vibrations and stuff. So um, if I start feeling butterflies in my stomach, I, I know I'm on the right path, um, so to speak. So um, you should feel something too if you're visualizing a place that your brain keeps going to and it's going to be a good place. You'll probably feel some buzzing of butterflies in your stomach or maybe, you know, the old saying, the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Um, if you've ever stood near, near power lines uh, or like a power substation, if you've ever stood near there, how does that make your body feel? What Physically, 
is going on in your body when you're standing near uh, that super high energy source of like an uh, electric substation. What is that, you know, how does that, did you feel tingly? Uh, do you feel a lot of pressure in your chest? Do you start getting really itchy? You know, what is that? You'll, if you can identify how your body feels around that type of energy, when you're doing these visualizations and you're trying to meet your spirit guides and stuff, you'll, you probably notice those same sort of feelings if you're kind of on the right, if you're on the right path, if you're doing it in a way that works for you, you'll feel it. You'll feel that kind of buzzing, tingly pressure, itchiness, whatever it is, you should feel that. And um, once you do feel something, remember that feeling. Don't forget what that feels like. That's really important too. Once you are think you're feeling energy vibrations, you know, the hair on the back of your neck, whatever it is, really recognize that and, and remember how it feels because the next time you go to do it, just re recall what that felt like, what, what that weird feeling was, the butterflies in your stomach. Because if you can kind of visualize in a sense, that feeling, you should be able to connect back to where you were a lot easier. Um, for example, in readings I've done with clients, um, you know, a lot of times I'll forget most everything that comes through in a reading, but a lot of times I can remember the feeling, how things felt, how a certain uh, spirit felt, someone, someone's grandfather or aunt or brother uh, or whoever it may be, I can often remember what the feeling was, how that spirit felt, how that energy felt. And so what I found is once I can recall that feeling, it's almost like a direct dial back to that spirit. And it's much easier to connect because I'm recalling how that energy felt to me. And it's like bringing it, it brings it right back. So at, if you're doing these visualizations and you're, um, you feel like you're getting somewhere with it. Uh, at least I, I hope you'll get to that point where you feel like you're getting somewhere with it and you get those feelings. Remember how it felt. If you need to write it down, then write it down. Um, or, you know, say it into an audio recorder. How does it feel? That way you can recognize it and use it next time. Use that feeling and hopefully it gets you to a place where you can meet your guides get comfortable with that. And then tying back into the Akashic records, once you're comfortable with all that and you've met a spirit guide and, and you feel confident in what you're doing, ask them to take you where, and then it's just a whole other, what are you seeing in your mind's eye? Where are you going? But remember, don't forget the details all in the details focus on the details if you do go to this place that's like a big giant library or you know you're in outer space and it's a space station with all knowledge whatever it might be whatever this place is try and pay attention to all the the details and as i mentioned before accessing the akashic records is is been a challenge for me um you know, even with the mediumship work that I do, it's, it's a challenge. So, you know, 
it's not easy for everybody. Just remember that. And what happens to me usually is I get to this place. I can see there's all these like books and stuff. And I, you know, like I said, sometimes there's people, sometimes there's not. And I can usually go in a little bit and then I lose focus. <laughs> and, you know, I just lose focus or I get distracted by something and then I'm out of there. Um, and then it's hard to get back. So um, don't give up. The Akashic Records, I think, is it's really fascinating. And I hope in my own journey that I can connect in a consistent basis uh, with the Akashic Record. And I will definitely keep everybody posted through the show um, if I am able to do that. And I will hopefully be able to pass along anything that I learned. So don't give up out there. If you're trying to meet your spirit guides, keep trying. Go with what your brain is telling you to do and don't forget the details. And like I'm always saying, don't forget to take notes. <laughs> if you can, however form you can take notes, do it. Um, well, that's about it. I hope you really enjoyed that. And if you followed along with the visualization of going through a park and stuff, I hope uh, you had some sort of feelings that you can take with you from this and that you can recall and try again keep trying. I think it's important for us to um, learn about who our guides are and get some of that insight um, from the other side and get some insight into your life. It's important to try and, and, and look within before you can look out, meet those guides. So um, try the hyper-focus thing or whatever works best for you. And I, and I hope it goes well for you. Don't try too hard, but uh, I'll leave it at that. And next week, um, we've got Teresa Carroll. She is psychic medium and author. She's a life coach. Um, she's just does so many different things. She's helped out so many people. Um, and she's a super nice lady. So I'm excited to have her on next week on the paranormal Pete show. We'll be on 8 PM to 10 PM Pacific time. And so I hope you check it out. Don't forget to check out all the rest of the shows on the station. Let's talk radio at WLTKDB.com. Lots of great content there and uh, stick around all week for the shows, download the archives or wherever you get your favorite podcast. And I always leave every show with a toast that the past is history. The future is a mystery, but today's a gift because it's the present be in the now be well, be good to others. We'll see you next week. It's Peter Arbea signing off on the Paranormal Pete Show. Take care.